Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. Hi. Good to be, uh, reasonably good to be back. Yes. <laughs> Post Labor Day, wearing the, you can wear white pants if you want to. You can drink rose if you want. A lot of things go into effect post Labor Day. The summer is here, even though it's not really here for six weeks, but whatever. Uh, wait, when does, not six weeks, two weeks, sorry, uh, three weeks, June 21st, right? Anyway, post-Memorial Day, uh, pre-Labor Day, it's going to be a great summer, right? Can we make it a fantastic summer? I am, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I just, uh, I feel like, actually, I'm not going to be screwing around at the beach. There's too much work to be done. There's, there's a country to be saved, and I don't want to sound melodramatic or over the top, or if I can do that myself, of course not. I don't know what the hell to do, but... We all have to do something. We all have to do something. And Memorial Day brought this home in a big way, actually. I was at a, and I've been to them a million times. I go to every year. I see a, you know, a very nice ceremony and we remember the fallen and it's all beautiful and it's necessary. But there was an urgency. There was an urgency here. And, um, a couple of people spoke, including a retired four star general, amazing people. And they talked about the moment we're in right now. And the, 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 the disunity, the division in America and the, the threat it poses. And, and I don't think he was saying it's, it's a threat that we're not all on the same page. I think it's a, th- a threat that the left is doing what they're doing. It is to our country. Absolutely. And we have to fight. We have to do whatever the hell we can. And what can we do? What can we do? I could tell you, uh, we got it. We, we can't just sit around and watch television. We can't just sit around and shake our heads. You know, it's amazing. A lot of people would step up and defend their lives for their country. They would absolutely. I know you would. I would, right? You would. You'd sacrifice your life for your country. But will you write a letter to your congressman? I mean, that's kind of a pain in the neck, right? You know, you'll sacrifice your life for your country, but will you really go to a school board meeting even if you don't have a kid? It's kind of a, it's kind of a pain in the neck. You gotta get in your car and you gotta go somewhere. Are you really gonna write a letter to the editor? No. I mean, some people will, but most won't. And this is all being changed on us. And it's gonna take, the speaker said, it's gonna take another greatest generation. But here's the good news, you know, the greatest generation now. First of all, the threat is more intense and dangerous than it was in World War II. I mean, Nazi Germany, as horrific and awful as they were, and, uh, they, they were in Europe. We were, they were safely ensconced in America, more or less, right? An ocean away. Imperial Japan. I mean, the closest they got to America was uh, Pearl Harbor, thank God, right? I mean, <laughs> we had the Pacific Ocean to keep them at bay, and we had brave soldiers and Marines and sailors who would go over there to fight them. And it was clear the enemy, who the enemy was, and yep, go over there, stop them, kill them, whatever you have to do, right? Uh, it's kind of clean, kind of clear cut, cut and dried, if you will. Now it's a bit more, it's a bit more twisted, a lot more twisted. And you see that picture, and I play it on my show. I call it the monster picture. 
of a drag queen sitting with a child in a school during something called Drag Time Story Hour, right? Which is happening, oh, by the way, in New York City with public funds. And it's happening across the country. It's a, and when you see, I, I guess, the legalization of shoplifting, just people going in and taking whatever they want, loading up a plastic bag, that that's somehow economic justice, right? No. Um, or let's say you can go on and on. I mean, society, civil society is broken down. It's, we're all at risk here. And we can all do something about it, though. You don't have to be a man between 18 and 26 years old. You can be, you can be Barbara on Long Island or in Florida, wherever she's hanging her hat these days. You can be anybody and get involved. But you have to get involved in the real world. You can't just sit around venting on Facebook. You can't just sit around piping off on Twitter uh, or calling into the radio show. I mean, you can't, it's, it, 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 it's not going to cut it. It's, it. It cuts it for the moment, but it evaporates, especially the social media. The big tech, they own the playing field. They own that. And they're never going to let us win there. They own that. Even Elon Musk, Twitter is still really skewed in one direction. I like Elon Musk, but we can't. Some billionaire is not going to do this for us. We have to do it. We have to do it. Now, what I, let me know what we can do. I don't have, I certainly don't pretend to have all the answers. I really don't. I mean, I, I mean, what the hell? Write letters, make appointments, risk your life, risk your life. How can you risk your life? That's not necessary yet. We can picket, we can boycott, we can pray, and not just ask for stuff from God. We can fix our relationship with God. We can get closer to God. There's a lot of things that I think we all need to work on. Whatever your talent is, whatever your special skill is, apply it. Hey, who are those rap guys? Listen to this. These are amazing rap guys. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they are, but I love them. Now, (laughs) you know what's going on with Target, right, and all that perverted clothing that they want the children to wear? Right, glorifying all kinds of things that should not even be mentioned to children. And if you're going to mention them, the parents need to be involved and it needs to be done in a certain way at a certain time, but not like this. So uh, it's called the Boycott boycott Target Song. And I don't know who these guys are. Wait, let me tell you that. Uh, Jimmy Levy, Stoney, I don't know who these guys are. Uh, now, quite frankly, they look like a typical... Kind of, it looks a little bit like Run DMC. Okay. A little bit. I don't know though. I mean, they're wearing oversized basketball clothes and the big jewelry and the long shorts. They look like rap guys. I think one's Hispanic. Uh, the others are black. There's one white person. I don't know. They're racially ambiguous, if you will. All right. But I'm pretty sure they're black. Uh, anyway, can we hear the music, please? This is a, a, a boycott Target and they're doing this in a Target store. They're walking through the Target. Which is totally empty. It's like one of their friends let them take over the target and listen to the song. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Digital shoppers, digital shoppers. Yeah, yeah. There's a cleanup yeah, on every aisle. Yeah, yeah. Target yeah, is targeting your kids. Yeah. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap. And I'm always by my bed. This agenda gotta stop. Yeah, you know we gonna What's that? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that freaking great? Now, I know they speak very fast, and rap guys do that. 
They put a target at <laughs> like intentional shoppers. There, there's a cleanup on every aisle. That's fantastic, fantastic. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need the cash because you know what it is. That's why I keep the strats, and I'm always. This is gentle. Gotta stop. This is gently gotta stop. Then you know we're gonna win when they target. Target. Yeah, they target the kids when they target. You know, target. They're they're wrong. They're trying to play with kids. It's the Maya Omega villain. I'm preaching the gang. Keep going. These guys are great. Trying to play with the kids. It's the Maya Omega villain. I'm preaching the gang. You know the LGBTQ don't win too far. You know they cutting these kids. They leaving trannies with scars. Why they pushing the gender promoting sexual genders? I'm only rocking with Bruce. Don't rock with no Caitlyn Jenner. You think that gay shit gonna get you paid? Yeah, we gon' see. It's my longest one. It's one if we trumpet, baby. They put a target on my back, but they talk. Targeting your kids, they don't even need to ask Cause you all know what it is, yeah that's why I keep a strap And I'm always by my bears, this agenda gotta stop Yeah you know we gonna win when they Target, target, yeah they target and Target, target, yeah they target kids Awesome, 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 awesome Who are these guys again? If you go to my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA, I've got it up there Now listen to this Boycott Target, what we're listening to, takes the number one spot on Apple iTunes for all music Knocking Taylor Swift to number two. <laughs> and they're, they're dancing in the, in the aisles and you hear what they're talking about, right? You can actually, you can make out these words. I think it's the Maya Magaville. I mean, these guys are Trump dudes, it looks like to me. And that's great. I don't, that's, that's awesome. Uh, if you ain't mad yet, then you better be P-I-S-S-E-D. Let's protest until they close and they ain't going to be missed when they get, when they got price shirts in the kids clothing section. Why are they trying to mess with the kids and give misconception? They manipulate and minds, remaking evil impressions. Got no little boys talking now by Tommy Teens. Got depression. Yeah, talking about this stuff and leading to very clever. All right, keep going. I can't rap. No? Target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. the news story, target, targeting kids. They going after our youth, and yeah, they do it like this. If you ain't mad yet, well, then you better be pissed. Let's protest until they close and they ain't gonna be missed. Why they got pride shirts in the kids' clothing section? Why they trying to mess with the kids and give misconceptions? They manipulating minds and making evil impressions. Got little boys tucking out by the time they teens got the press. That's that's they're talking about God and Jesus and God is taking notes and what the hell's going to happen next. I love it. Uh, now, some of the lyrics here, I think it was done by AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, the, the, what I got written here, not you're, you're hearing the words better than they're they're printed here. Um, I think he wraps up now. Keep going. But they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask because you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap. And I'm always by my bears. This agenda got to stop. Then you know we're going to win when they target, target. Yeah, they target and target, target. Yeah, they target kids. Target, target. Yeah, they target and target, target. 
I don't know who these guys are, actually. I can't tell what they are. I'll stand by what I initially said, racially ambiguous. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. This is a great message. It's a great message. And they're just, uh, you can't get away with this target. I mean, right? This is, this is insane. It's ugly. It's evil. And I, I heard over the weekend, though, they don't care. There's something called the corporate equity index. Basically how woke a company is. And for a certain, I guess for stockholders, for Something on Wall Street, you gotta have a CEI of a certain number or else you're in big trouble. I think you're in a big trouble if the entire country says F you to the store. That's worse than any CEI situation, don't you think? All right. Uh, God bless the, whoever the hell these guys are. Okay. <laughs> they're getting, they're gonna be bigger by the commercial break, which is now, uh, these guys could be, they're already number one. What's next? What's, what do they get after that? What comes next? Remember that song about the Trump, um, the January 6th people? That was number one for a while. And then it evaporated. Then it goes away. And then it keeps moving. We can't just, we can't declare victory now. We got to figure out a way to, uh, to build on this. Be right back. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, look at Fox News. Look at Fox News there. Here they are giving credit all. Ooh, uh, Eric Adams. Eric uh, criticized socialism. Isn't that great? And we give Eric Adams a, a round of applause. He's just playing you people over there at Fox News and, and the New York Post. He's an incompetent narcissist. I told you guys this two years ago. Too few of you listen to me. Actually, too few of you uh, live in New York City. All right, I love our New Yorker voters, but so many people live outside and did not vote or could not vote. Uh, Eric Adams is totally full of it. Uh, Ronald Reagan. You heard this a lot, maybe. Uh, they'd like to say it on Memorial Day, but it's more poignant, more powerful than ever. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them. Uh, let me see here. Hey, you've, um, doesn't that make a lot of sense? And we have to do stuff. We have to. We just can't sit around looking at our phones all day, watching cable TV, hoping somebody else is going to take care of it, hoping that you know Donald Trump gets elected. I mean, we got. We have to help. I I, I hope he gets elected. I'm going to do everything I can. But what else? It's more than just the presidency. It's tonight. It's tomorrow. It's today. It's standing up to these uh, these woke idiots in HR, perhaps at your company, not my company, but you know what I mean. Uh, going to that school board meeting, just like we talked about. Or if you're a rap guy, applying your talents like this guy. So his name is what? Forgiato Blow. Apparently he's been a, uh, rapping for Trump for a couple of years now. And he's got a bit of a posse. There are a bunch of guys there. I don't know who they are. I don't know. Let me hear this. This is the, all right, we just badmouth Fox News, but they did get this interview over the weekend. It seemed pretty good to me. Let's hear it from the top. Giotto Blow, he is a conservative Christian rapper, and he joins me now. For Giotto, I just want to go on the record saying I was dancing while that was playing, and Ashley told me I couldn't dance during the segment, so that's why I'm going to be stiff. All right, um, not funny. <laughs> Keep going. Why do you think Target and the song have touched a nerve so much? Well, I think we're living in a culture right now where people need to speak out. 
Um, I feel like, you know, we got to stand up for the children. There's no place for, you know, LGBTQ in fourth and fifth graders and third graders. I don't think that needs to be here. So the song's definitely needed. It's shadow banned all over the world right now. We're number two on the iTunes charts right now. And you can't even search the song on iTunes without having to go to the video, uh, music video and click the external link. So, you know, they're trying their hardest to keep it off the uh, radar of everybody. But, you know, I just feel like it was needed. I, you know, I, we got to stand up for the children. Someone has to stand up for these kids out here. I always come back to the why. Why is Target targeting kids in the first place? And I can't come up with an answer. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. I feel like a lot of corporations right now are just put in, then that they do, then that they don't. I don't think they all want to come out with this message, but what if they're the only company that doesn't come out with this message and then they're going to be ruined anyways? I feel like in the 2020 election, there was, you know, the agenda was BLM. I feel like now for the new election that's going up or here for 2024, it's going to be LGBTQ. And uh, if you're not with them, they're going to ruin you anyways. So, you know, they're just going at the children. You see it with, you know, they got drag queens in middle schools. They got these furries now coming out. That's the next thing where people are identifying as uh, cats. I mean, it's just crazy out here right now. But, you know, I've been silenced. You know, I had my free speech ripped for me. Uh, lifetime ban on Instagram, lifetime ban on Facebook. Uh, for speaking positivity. You know, when I was an artist before this, the generate rap artists, they didn't care if I rapped about negativity and, you know, you know, demonizing America. Um, but, you know, when you speak well, but I honestly think, you know, companies like Target, you're not really sure if it's exactly what they want to do. It's like I think they're forced into doing it because every company's doing it now. You see it every day popping up. That's a real interesting point that you just made about your music, how when it was negative, Nobody had any problems, but now that it is a positive message, you're getting these uh, this backlash. What is the reaction to your music in general, not just this song, but in general, from young people, your fans? Well, I think it's big that, you know, being younger and as a new generation, a new culture, us coming with this movement and making this type of music, we're obviously shifting the culture, we're waking people up, we're letting them know that, hey, you don't have to just follow the crowd. You can stand on your own to be a leader, not a follower. So it's a great, you know, the kids love it. Everybody's enjoying the music. Uh, everybody likes the Target song. I also did it for the Bud Light, F Bud Light. I also uh, did the Burn Balenciaga with my brother Bryson Grace. So, you know, this song right here, me and my homie uh, Jimmy Levy and Stoney Dubro and uh, Nick Natolke made a song the other day. And they all did a great job. I love this dude. More when I come back. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, did you hear about this poor kid who was shot 11 years old by a cop down there in uh, Mississippi? And uh, there was some sort of disturbance at the house. The old boyfriend was breaking in. The mother got very upset and scared, ran into the bedroom, told the young man to call the cops. He calls 911, and uh, then the cops get there and order everybody out of the house. And uh, this kid comes around the corner, 
and gets shot by a cop. He's 11 years old. He actually called the cops to show up. Cute, innocent kid. And that's a terrible, terrible situation. Um, I do notice, though, that there is a major racial component all, all over the place here, right? He was shot while being black and young. I've heard that. I've heard all kinds of, uh, you know, and I'm watching a report right now and I'm reading the New York Times and then, oh, by the way, the cop happened to be black. I think that kind of takes the racial component out of the story, or it should. Uh, but you have to remember that everything is systemically racist, right? Right. That's where critical race theory comes in. So everything is racist. And oh, by the way, you and I both know if everything is racist, nothing is racist. They have taken the, the word is an awful word and it's an awful thing, racism. But if you say, you know, candy canes are racist, you it's become a complete joke. Anyway, this young man's going to make it, it looks like. Wish he hadn't gotten shot. Now I wish the media would stop being the enemy of the people and trying to exploit it and trying to get people out of each other's throats all the time. Uh, yes. All right, wait, who do I want to talk to here? Let's talk to um, uh, Ted in Hackensack. Yes. Yeah, good afternoon, Greg. Hi. Hi. I got a credit with you because you seem to be the only one in media who can make the connection with the January 6th blow-up and suspending the debate about the election on January 6th. Well, thank you. Thank you for noticing. Right. Um, We need to really get the truth out. Um, I would hope that that you would help call for uh, Congressman Jim Jordan to uh, tell Tucker Carlson to put together a documentary of the events of January 6th. Wait a second. I know. Listen, you're, you're doing great. You want me to tell Congressman Jim Jordan to tell Tucker Carlson to make a documentary. Now, number one, Tucker Carlson already made a documentary, and it's great. It's a false flag documentary. It's one of the reasons why they hated him at Fox News, because he kept on telling the truth about January 6th. I don't want to plug Fox Nation, but I think you can plug it on, find it on Fox Nation. False flag operation, totally. Uh, I have talked to Jim Jordan, like Jim Jordan. I want those guys, and some of these guys, I am surprised that they are a little bit, uh, and not Jim Jordan, but others. They're very iffy about this. They, they're very uncomfortable and they don't want to tell the cap, they don't want to call out the Capitol Hill cops and they want to actually pretend that Michael Byrd did a good job. You heard it from Speaker McCarthy. What I want and I will call for again is for Speaker McCarthy to let us see all that uh, footage. All right. But anyway, that, uh, that thing was already, they already did that, the documentary. There's much more to be uncovered. And thank you. Thank you for noticing the whole thing because people erroneously think that, you know, protesters broke in to stop the electoral count. No, they were let in. They were allowed in to stop the successful debate and objection that was taking place to the electoral count. Ted, I thank you. Uh, all right. I got to go, though, now, okay? All right. Take care. Thanks, Bye. buddy. Thank you. Um, and actually, I got to do one more. Let's do Robin in Brooklyn. Robin, yes, hi. Hi, Greg. Uh, I knew that you were on... Good day, New York, a long time ago. I just wanted to know, whatever happened to you, why did you leave Good Day, New York? Well, uh, a lot of things, really. It was, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. They were sick of me and I was sick of them. All right. <laughs> Look, I had a great run of it. All right. I'm very grateful to Fox, actually, for the time I had there. Uh, but these things run their course. I mean, I was there for nine years. Nine years is a long time. And, um, you know, I had my friends at that company and I had some people who weren't that friendly to me and not everybody liked, uh, 
the idea that a former police commissioner's son, who happened to be white, was sitting there doing the news every morning. And, uh, you know, there may have been that component and a few other things and uh, whatever. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I really care to say about that. Robin, did you watch the old show and do you watch the new show? No, actually, I have a long time ago when you used to be with Rosanna Scotto. Yeah, I know. Way back. I used to watch it then, but Let's fit, it's since, a, then, since then, so, uh, I'm picking up that you're, I'm not your cup of tea anymore. No, it's not that. It's just that when things have changed and times have changed and people just don't watch what they watch anymore because television has changed and people just aren't what they used to be on TV. Well, people uh, change. People change. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, and they wake up. And I'm trying to figure out if you're vaguely critical because I was a totally different person back then in many ways, not in all ways. I'm, I, I have, I have been awakened and I have been touched by God and I, you know, I used to drink a lot and I used to, uh, do other things that were not good for me or other people. I just did not, you know, and, uh, so hopefully we do change. Hopefully we do grow and growth is sometimes uncomfortable. What about you, Robin? Uh, what's going on? Where in Brooklyn are you? Anything you can tell me about your uh, employment history? Well, believe it or not, you know, you were talking about how people change. If you ever come on Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, oh, boy. For sure, you would see that things have changed, and they have. And you take your life into your own hands, and they, um, you, you, Walk along Ocean Parkway. All right, say, be, be specific. What was Ocean Parkway? I know Ocean Parkway. I th- what was it like then? What's it like now? Before maybe like 15, 20 years ago, it was very nice. You could walk down and you didn't have to worry about anything. You could smile. You could turn and, and just sit at a bench and just eat and have a nice lunch. Now when you walk down the street, you don't hear English. You don't have the proper way of going to a bench and sitting down and having lunch. People just come over and they just look, they bully you, they look at you, and they don't. Uh, well, they, they, what's that saying? There goes the neighborhood. You know? Terrible. Who do you blame? Do you blame anybody, anything? Do you blame de Blasio? Do you blame uh, woke culture? Uh, what do you what, what do you think the culprit is here? No, just life. Just like uh, it didn't have to be this way. It did not have to be this way. A lot. This is artificial. This we know how to police a city. We know how to keep a city safe. They throw all that out on purpose. All right. They want to disrupt society so government can become even bigger and even stronger. Uh, more on that later in the week. Robin, I appreciate it very much. Uh, hey, did you hear Joe Biden at Memorial Day? My God, he's yelling and screaming. I thought this was supposed to be Mister uh, Mister Empathy. Let's see here. Yeah. Cut one, Joe Biden, yesterday, Memorial Day at Arlington National Cemetery. On this day, we come together again to reflect, to remember, but above all, Ah. to recommit to the future Ah. our fallen heroes fought for. Calm down. That generation of service members who died. All right, stop. The words are great, all right, in a way, to a point, but he's also yelling. He's yelling. He's not in the radio house. Why is he yelling? Everyone's listening. I mean, what's he trying to? All right, let's keep going. Just 
On this day... I don't want to start over. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Hey, DeSantis is actually going to announce for real tonight. I mean, they're going to have another do-over, and he's going to be in Iowa, the state of Iowa. And will he get this um, Will he get this right? Last time when he was in, well, wherever he was when he did that Twitter space thing, it was a total and complete disaster. Um, but now uh, he's going to have a podium, and he's probably going to have some of that hay, fake hay stacks, right? They do that in Iowa. What else do you think we're going to see there? A bunch of people applauding. You know, all the stuff he should have done last Wednesday uh, when he blew it. Cut six, please. Well, at the end of the day, we have a great country built on great values. We have a great constitution, a great declaration of independence. uh, But those don't run on autopilot. If you don't have people throughout history willing to put on the uniform, risk their lives in the last full measure of devotion, none of that's going to amount to very much. And so today is a day uh, to reflect on those that made the ultimate sacrifice, because if you don't have people that are really going to do that, then you really can't have a free society. All right, there's something a little bit robotic about him, right? It's like press a button. And like I, I feel like, hey, one more time with sincerity. I know he's got it so scripted, or maybe that's the way he talks. He's a brilliant guy, went to Harvard, all that stuff, right? But there's something... It lacks soul somehow, and I would take it a little bit further. You don't have to be a, you don't have to wear a uniform to be in this fight. You don't. We, and we actually know we need, we need regular people from all walks of life. Whether you're a housewife or a rap star, you've got something to contribute here. And that's, uh, that's my big takeaway actually from, from Memorial Day. All right. So we heard DeSantis. Can I hear from Donald Trump? Let's hear from him on Memorial Day. That sounds more like it. Cut 10. Here, on this soil, on these grounds, beneath those fields, lies the true source of American greatness, of American glory, and of American freedom. As long as we are blessed with patriots such as these, we shall forever remain one people, one family, and one nation under God. Wow. All right. DeSantis, one more time. Cut six. Well, at the end of the day, we have a great country <laughs> b- built on great values. We have a great constitution. You see, great uh, stop, stop. I know. I mean, one is one that some reporter just asked, and the other one is a highly produced video. But, wow, what a contrast, huh? All right. I think it's going to be... Uh, so he's going to be there tonight. You know, there's a there's almost a conspiracy afoot here to stop Trump by Republicans. Oh, yes, absolutely. And mega billionaires. That's why small donors are so important, because all the billionaires are funneling money to DeSantis, to Tim Scott, to even Nikki Haley, maybe even that Ramatswamy guy. Uh, they are desperate to stop Trump, and they're starting to work together. Chris Sununu, keep your eye on him. He's going to get into the race in New Hampshire. He'll probably win New Hampshire because he's the governor of New Hampshire, and so he can, he's got that locked up. Uh, Chris Christie, is he serious? He's really running? It's just a career move, okay? It's just a... Uh, look at me. I'm still relevant. I'm still a. I'm still a big deal. I'm running for president again. I can take on Trump. I don't think he can. You've failed last time. What did he get? What has he done since he lost for president in 2016? What What has he done since then? He's appeared on the fake news. He is a 60 minutes contributor. Our memories. You know, we still remember uh, you on the beach in the chair. 
with your wife, Mary Pat or whatever, and the others. We remember that. We also remember Bridgegate, moving the cones around and all that stuff. Yet we remember this stuff. And, oh, by the way, you were a crummy governor. The big thing, your big deal was that you were kind of a bully. I know. Remember that you went viral because you pushed around a couple of teachers at those meetings, right? I remember. You also hugged Mitt Romney when the guy had – no, I'm sorry. You hugged Barack Obama when Mitt Romney had a fighting chance to be president in 2012. I understand. For New Jersey, you got to work with the president of the United States. And that's what he did in 2012, just before the election. Barack Obama comes to town and he shows him around, you know, we need help from the federal government. I get that. He didn't have to hug the guy, but whatever. The thing that really galls me and I'll, I think is unforgivable, at least politically, is that he went out of his way to disrespect Mitt Romney in 2012. Not even Donald Trump was disrespecting him in the run-up to the election. You were like, we wanted that guy to win. We wanted to stop Obama. And what did he do? Actually, I'm going to find it for you after the break. It's amazing. He went out of his way to insult Mitt Romney. And we're going to play that clip over and over again. If he is so stupid as to get into this race, he's really going to do it. It's just a career move, and it's it's all for the fake news, and it's all for, well, rich Republicans. I mean, I don't understand, actually, what it is they hate about Trump. Do you? What is it? I mean, haven't they gotten over the antics by now? Sure, he's a little in your face and all that stuff. Oh, is it the January 6th? Is it the January 6th? Well, that the myth of January 6th really has taken hold. Even Chris Christie, deep down, probably knows better that it was all a scam. Anyway, listen, i got to find this thing for you. It's great. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. it. It's funny that this thing has almost been scrubbed from the Internet. So uh, that this is Chris Christie. It's uh, November. No, I'm sorry. It's October of 2012. And Hurricane Sandy has just torn through. And uh, bad news, right? And it's a couple of days later. It's two weeks before the election. And he's got his plate full, right? And uh, the entire interview, he's thanking uh, Barack Obama for everything he's done and everything he's doing, and they talked four times in like uh, six hours, and they gave him a tour on Marine One, and and that's that's good. That's one of the presidential duties, obviously, definitely, definitely. But you have to keep in mind, Mitt Romney was basically, forget the politics for a moment, he was two weeks away from potentially being the president-elect of the United States. All right, Mitt Romney had a very real chance to win that election. Uh, it was a very competitive race, and uh, he he lost decisively because Mitt Romney is a loser. Um, and you know, a lot of people you got to go back thought that Chris Christie should have run in 2012. Keep that in mind when you hear this. Can I play? I'm going to play it right off here. Okay, all right, here we go. Trapped in Atlantic City, we're in the midst of doing urban search and rescue on them right now. We've rescued a number of folks already this morning, and we'll continue to do that all day today. Over the last couple of months, you have uh, appeared throughout the country, uh, Governor, on behalf of Mitt Romney. Uh, talking him up for President of the United States. I know a uh, president uh, off the campaign trail today, although we hear that perhaps he's going to, uh, Mr. Romney may do some storm-related uh, events. Is there any possibility that uh, Governor Romney may go to New Jersey to tour some of the damage with you? I have no idea, nor am I the least bit concerned or interested. 
I've got a job to do here in New Jersey that's much bigger than presidential politics. Oh, boy, huh? Nor am I the least bit interested. Man might be president in two weeks, and you can't show him around, you can't brief him, because he's going to be the man. You're not even the least bit interested. You're because you're too busy saving lives. All right, seriously, what's the governor? What's, what, what is Chris Christie going to do when he shows up? Is he going to be able to save a life? All right, this is a very much a bureaucratic, uh, operation, right? And you got to have that. It's got to move and he does have a responsibility and he does have a job to do. But if he's going to kiss the rear end of Barack Obama later in the interview, listen, listen to this. I mean, does he have to go this far? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Here we go, here we go. Hold on, hold on. How does that help you? Helps us tremendously. I spoke to the president three times yesterday. Obama. Uh, he called me for the last time at midnight last night asking what he could do. I said if he could expedite designating New Jersey as a major disaster uh, area, that that would help us to get federal money and resources in here as quickly as possible uh, to help clean up the damage here. Um, it, it, the president was great last night. He said he would get it done. At 2 a.m., I got a call from FEMA to answer a couple of final questions, and then he signed the declaration this morning. So I have to give the president great credit. He's been on the phone with me three times. In the last 24 hours, he has been very attentive, and anything that I've asked for, he's gotten to me. So I thank the president publicly for that. He has done, uh, as far as I'm concerned, a great job for New Jersey. All right. Now, that's fine. That may be true, too, all right? Uh, but you can't blow off the Republican. He was the Republican nominee. He could have been president in two weeks, and you went out of your way to diss him and to praise Barack Obama. And one of the reasons why Chris Christie did that, he was still kicking himself that he did not get in the presidential race. Now, people forget about this, but when he became governor, uh, when was the election? 2009, right? 2010, 2011, he made a splash. All those videos of him yelling at teachers, and at the the time that, uh, well, we really thought that was great, and that was amazing. And remember, he was going up to the guy on the boardwalk and yelling at him, and right, oh, wow, look at this guy, telling it like it is. And the powers that be in the Republican Party, including Nancy Reagan, oh, by the way, was calling him night and day saying, you've got to run, you've got to run, you're the man. Henry Kissinger was telling him, you've got to run, you've got to run. Now, for a couple of reasons that I think have to do with vetting, there were certain certain things potentially in his background that were problematic. He decided not to run. Uh, those things, um, probably given all we've been through, really don't add up to all that much. All right, whatever they are, survivable. And everybody's got something, right? Everybody's got a little bit of baggage. But he didn't run. The race looked winnable, and that's where that's coming from, right? Bad guy, bad governor. Uh, what a creep! How could he turn on Trump like this? And now I'm going to take him down. I can say stuff to him that nobody else can. And by the way, he's been a real jerk to Rudy Giuliani. So I don't like him at all. Um, all right, so we have a, what are they all freaking out about in Capitol Hill? They have a a deal on the debt ceiling. Although I'm a little bit annoyed uh, that it's going to be 85,000 new IRS agents. They got it down by about 2,000. They wanted 87,000. And then Republicans negotiated it all the way down to 85,000. I'm looking at... Uh, Kevin McCarthy, no wonder this stuff goes to their head. He's got about 70 people around him, reporters, security. I mean, he's mob, mob. You know how many politicians are in it for the uh, for the fame and the fun? Just about all of them. Just about all of them. Some key exceptions. All right, there's the music. I'll be right back.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know who Elizabeth Holmes is? Elizabeth Holmes begins serving an 11-year sentence. She's the uh, scam artist out there in Silicon Valley Went to Stanford, had the right look, had the right talk, had the right degrees. She basically copied uh, Steve Jobs, wore turtlenecks and talked about entrepreneurship and, you know, uh, getting to zero and having all these kind of silly cliches. And her product, which sounded really cool, did not exist. Oh, by the way, I have a bit of a cold. I think I have an air conditioner cold. You know, when you're in, you know, you go from hot to cold a lot, hot to cold, hot to cold. You can get a cold that way. I think that's what's going on here. Uh, that you could take a blood test, just a little, little, little prick, like a little bit of blood. They wouldn't have to fill up an entire, um, you know, vial of, uh, blood. It was just a little, little droplet and they could do all the evaluations they need. They could test you for a million different things just on a little droplet, you know, and they prick your finger and they just get a little bit of blood. That's all they would need. A little bit of blood. That would be a total game changer. And, um, uh, and she said she had it and she had all these scientists and since she was pretty and impressive and very tall and made a great presentation and she would come in and she learned this trick. She like blinked only once every two minutes. So her eyes were like hypnotic. Elizabeth Holmes is her name. And she got some of the smartest and richest guys in the world to throw money at her to develop this thing. Um, one guy was former secretary of state, George Schultz. Signed up for it. Um, David Boys, the mega lawyer, uh, people like that. Oh, by the way, George Schultz's grandson was working at the place and said, uh, Granddad, I don't think this is all adding up. <laughs> he was the guy who kind of like pointed out that there might be a problem here. Uh, good for him. It turned out that they did not have the technology. Even they said they did and they didn't. And they scammed a lot of people out of a lot of money. And uh, she's going to jail for a long time. All right, so Kevin McCarthy is now on all the channels talking about, all right, so I'll just get it on my own little TV here. Um, Kevin McCarthy is, what is the big deal? What What is the big breakthrough? He's acting like this is a win. I don't know yet. I don't know enough about it. Hold on a second. Here we go. About 11% of the budget. And when, you, when the Freedom Caucus talks about what this is spending back to 2022, the non-defense is back lower than 2022. Veterans get more money and defense gets more money. So I think this is a place, and we cap for the next six years. Look, I've always said a debt ceiling is like a family having a credit card, but the family's charged all the way up. So what have we done? Well, we made sure next year, this year we'll spend less than last year. We're going to put a spending cap for six years so we can't keep spending the way we are. We've looked around for things we bought that we can return, like COVID money, 
money to China and others, we're bringing that back. We might have a child that has no job, no dependents, but sitting on a couch. We're going to encourage that person to get a job and have to go to work, which gives them worth and value. We're going to look at other things, too, to make the economy stronger. So we're reforming. You no longer have to spend years in environmental reviews. We now limit it to one to two years. These are major victories. I understand people get upset about walking through a debt ceiling, but this is a House, a Senate, and a presidency. I think when you read the Wall Street Journal, you read the New York Post, you sit back and listen to a lot of economists, they'll say, this is the strongest debt ceiling we ever had. And if I compare it to when Republicans were in the majority, when they had the House, the Senate, and the presidency, they didn't cut anything. They just added more money. And there he goes. He's walking off. Huh. Uh, What do we think? It's pretty complicated. I'm looking through this 99-page deal. He sounded like a little bit of wishful thinking there. I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I was not a big McCarthy fan. He's delivered on some things, not on everything. Uh, The Ashley Babbitt thing has me upset. Uh, But what he outlined right there, if that's all true, it sounds pretty good. But you have guys like Chip Roy who are really fired up about this. They say they're going to vote no. He's going to sit down with him. He's going to talk to them, and uh, everything will be rosy. I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, four trillion, trillion, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Look at the look at the Constitution. It is so small and so beautiful. They had no idea, no idea that we'd have a <laughs> that we'd have a fisheries police force. We've got a federal fisheries police force. Is that in the Constitution? I mean, I actually they can regulate they can regulate certain things, but a fisheries police force. And the National Oceanography Association of has a police force, a federal police force. That's a little bit too much. It's all way, way, way too much. And the defense budget, I know they didn't cut it because they can't seem like they're soft on anything, but there is so much waste, fraud, and abuse over there. There is so much screwing around and jerking around and people standing around. And half. Um, there's a good number of schools in the military that could probably just abolish it's amazing how they spend so much money flying military people around to go to these crazy schools that in the end, I don't think, I don't think help us, um, be a force in readiness. Take on China. Uh, I actually, I, I, I've been to some of them. Some of them are great and some of them are a big fat waste of time. All right. Where are we? Uh, elsewhere. Hey, did you hear that they're moving the migrants to a prison, a jail over on 110th Street? This uh, jail was in use up until a couple of years ago. It beats the Roosevelt Hotel, in my opinion. I can deal with the hotel and not the um, – I can't deal with the hotel. I put them in the prison. Put them in the prison. And apparently it's temporary, but I don't trust that. I don't trust that. Hey, CUNY, the City University of New York, you guys uh, work for us. You take public money. And that you had a crazy anti-Semitic student get up there. Not only was she anti-Semitic, she's anti-everything, anti-America, anti-police. And that's, oh, by the way, very much in line with the squad. With that kind of mentality, she should run for Congress. Uh, she'd be one of those, uh, you know, girl power, it girls with uh, AOC. So she graduates from not the law school. Everyone was talking about the law school. This is the undergraduate program, right? Cut 18, please. Cut 18. The self-serving interests of CUNY Central, an institution that continues to train and cooperate with the fascist NYPD, the military. Fascist NYPD. Cooperate. Well, yeah, don't you want security on your campus, Missy? 
And you're cut 19. Daily, brown and black men are being murdered by the state at Rikers. And that the murder of black men like Jordan Neely by a white man on, a, on the MTA is dignified by politicians. This is her, uh, this is her speech, right? This is her graduation speech. Um, uh, wow. Um, what'd she say about brown and black men get murdered on Rikers Island every day? Uh, wrong. And, um, oh, by the way, the, there are so, so many myths being told about America. AOC says much the same thing. She thinks half of Rikers are teenagers who were arrested for jumping the turnstile, right? These are the kinds of, these are the kinds of things that the kids talk about. We have no culture. We have no center. You can find anything online that will back up your warped point of view, give you one if you don't have one, give you a personality, give you a gender. Hey, can we hear those rap guys one more time? These guys are awesome. They're telling Target to go to hell. Boycott Target is the name of the uh, song. And even though Big Tech and everybody else in the world is working against them, it's the number one song in America right now. Go ahead. Yeah. He's the mayor of Megaville, I think. Uh, they're targeting kids. Lots of cool lyrics in there. Something about leaving scars and the trans and all that stuff. And I think he prefers Bruce over Caitlin. Okay. Uh, it's, it's good. And they're taking their talents and using them in that way. And you got talents. You can use them in your way. We have to stand up and do stuff. We have to do stuff. Look at Memorial Day. Look at those guys who hit the beach. D-Day. Look at what they did. Now, we don't have to do that. We don't have to go all the way around the world and uh, get wet. <laughs> we don't have to do that. We can do things right here. But the threat is real. It's in some ways more sinister than some of what we were facing in, in, in foreign wars, really. They're trying to get at our children. I mean, for all of the, the lunacy of uh, uh, the emperor of Japan or, uh, well, who was the guy? Not, anyway, the emperor of Japan was basically like on the sidelines. You know, the the, the warlord walked in and said, we're going to do this. That's why we let Emperor Hirohito keep his job uh, for many decades after World War II. And then we let it, then we, we didn't let, but we wrote the Constitution over there. His son, Akihito, became the emperor. And I think they're onto somebody else now. Um, because the guys who were the real movers and shakers militarily, uh, it wasn't the emperor. And uh, the it wasn't the emperor's idea. But for all the bad stuff that Japan wanted to do to America back then, they did not want to mess with our children. Right? I don't think they did. Um, wow. Well, we appreciate those guys very much. And uh, if you can write a letter, show up at a school board meeting. Um, and you know what? You can't just be on social media, but don't be afraid of social media either. Sign up. 
get a Twitter account, start shooting your mouth off, get used to it, get used to the criticism. Uh, you know, if somebody criticizes you, somebody says something bad about you, don't go curl up in a ball and, oh my God, it's the worst. It's not. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's a sign that you're breaking through. Don't worry about it. Everybody's criticizing everybody. It's okay. Uh, but we can't let them win. And they're winning right now. Joe Biden, I mean, they're pretending with a straight face. They say Joe Biden is an effective president. That this, weirdo corrupt man is president of the United States and the New York Times pretends it's normal. Hey, you know what else we need? We need a we need a new we have Newsmax and it's great. We have the Wall Street Journal and it's okay. We have the New York Post and it's mm, pretty good. Sometimes great, sometimes just totally confusing and like why the hell did they endorse Eric Adams? But I think we need even more voices in the conservative media space, don't you? I mean, the thing is that when the New York Times went totally crazy and nuts, and they have been for about 20 years, I mean, the Republicans, uh, the, the conservatives, liberals, we all kind of read the New York Times because it was there was a lot of truth in there. There was a lot of reporting in there. They were about the facts. And now everything they write is about trans or some dumb TV show uh, or how uh, racist um, you know chocolate milk is. I mean, just crazy, weird stuff. And so it has, we don't know, we can't go to them anymore. And they did a lot of the, they were like the backbone for the media industry. They did a lot of the work. And now, you know, like when the Durham report came out, I don't know if you saw my show, but I was going through it. It was hard. It was not user friendly on purpose, but most of conservative media didn't bother to go through the report and try to explain what was inside it. Instead, they just criticized the New York Times for not covering it. They criticized the Washington Post for not covering it. They criticized it, but they didn't cover it themselves. You know, media criticism will only take you so far. Uh, I heard over the weekend somebody said, well, Kimberly Strassel at the Washington, uh, the, the Wall Street Journal has been really good on the Durham report. That doesn't cut it. And I know she's good and I read her, whatever. We need armies, legions of people doing this for a paper that's, I think, quite frankly, more accessible than the Wall Street Journal. You know, a bit more geared toward the people. The Wall Street Journal is a little bit uh, hoity-toity. Can I say that, right? It's I've been in the Wall Street Journal. I've been published in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, my goodness gracious, they are such, they're great people, but they can be very, they can be a little bit, they're snobs. <laughs> they're a little bit, they're intellectual snobs. And they can't mix it up. And they don't want to. Uh, I like the paper. I subscribe to the paper. You should subscribe to the paper, but it doesn't cut it. When Fox News left and Newsmax, we're on the rise. We're on the march. But I think we need more voices, don't you? Right? I mean, to solidify. I like this Breitbart. I like uh, Daily Caller. I like, but they're all like these mini websites. You got to spend you know, all this time, time going from place to place to place. And half of it's media criticism. Oh, by the way, who's doing the heavy lifting? I guess it's up to me. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, so I was um, listening to the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the incoming one, who I was hopeful for a moment might be a little bit better than mutinous Mark Milley, uh, but uh, no good. He's uh, he's still on the case of fighting all that white supremacy, right? All that white supremacy in the military and all that those white supremacy extremists. 
And um, I can't believe that that myth still kind of is out there and and people who should know better, who do know better, are still talking about it. So I did a little bit of research and I went to, hmm, okay, what, what, uh, what, what might, what might be a barometer of extremism in the military? Hmm? What, 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 how about mass shootings? You know, mass shootings happen on military bases as well. And, um, I looked up all the mass shootings that have taken place in the past, uh, well, this century, the 21st century. I'd like to hear the names and the circumstances. Okay. Let's see here. I think about, uh, well, there's Mahimid, Mohammed Saeed al-Samani. He shot up Pensacola, Florida, um, uh, three years ago. Uh, Islamic, uh, fundamentalist terrorist. Uh, let's see, in 2009, somebody by the name of Nidal Hassan chose to shoot up, uh, Fort Hood, Texas. Um, same motivation. Radical Islamic ideology. Um, the Navy Yard, the Navy Yard shooting. A lot of people have forgotten about this one, but it was in 2013. A Navy um, contractor by the name of Alexis, Aaron Alexis, mentally deranged man, happened to be African-American. Um, in Pearl Harbor in 2019, there was a mass shooting. The gunman happened to be Hispanic, Gabriel Romero. Um, that's all of them. Oh, by the way, you notice what, right? They all happen to be people of color. Now, this white supremacy thing is a myth. It is a total and complete myth. White supremacy is a horrible, disgraceful ideology. And if you believe in it, you're a demented fool and you should go hang out in the prison or in the, uh, the woods with the other five white supremacists. Okay. And knock yourselves out. Don't break the law or we're going to arrest you. But you can think whatever the hell you want. And you can even write whatever the hell you want. You can say whatever the hell you want. But this is not white supremacy. And they know it. And they're using it to make people scared. And to, you know, because people are basically good. And they want to do the right thing. And the entire culture is trying to tell if you're if you happen to be white that you have something to apologize for for something that happened in the 19th century and the 18th century, right? We all have enough problems as it is. I've done a, I, I I've done enough bad things in my life that I've got to fix. I can't I can't worry about the wrong stuff that happened in 1750. Sorry. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. People have heard me say this for a long time. As a nation, we have many obligations. But I believe in every fiber on my being, we have only one truly sacred obligation. To prepare those we send into harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home and when they don't. It's a sacred obligation. Not based on party or politics. But on a promise, a promise to unite all of us, there's nothing more important, nothing more sacred, nothing more American. Together, over the last two and a half years, we've worked to make good on that promise. All right, there he goes in the... uh... Passing more than 25 bipartisan laws to support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Yelling, yelling, yelling. 
This guy doesn't care about the veterans. He doesn't care about the military. Again, because of what happened to Bo, you can't tell him anything about the military ever again. He knows it. He's seen these generals come and go. You know, he's been in the damn Congress since, what, 1972. Um, the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was 11 years old when Joe Biden became a U.S. senator. He doesn't respect these people. He doesn't respect the military. And with the Gold Star families and all that, he considers himself one. He considers himself one because Bo died and he was in Iraq, but he didn't die in Iraq. He is such contempt. And yell. who yells like that? Who talks like that? Hey, by the way, I've seen the video from uh, San Clemente, California, of what they say are a couple of Marines being beaten by a mob. Uh... I don't know what I'm looking at, to be honest. I have watched it uh, several times. Number one, it's unclear to me that these guys are Marines, and it's unclear to me, even if they are Marines, that they're being targeted because they're Marines. I see, first of all, it's a very disturbing video to see anybody beaten up like that. There, What happened? I don't remember this ever happening before. And I grew up, I was in fights. I, you know, uh, yeah, I was in fights. I was a I was bullied by other kids, and sometimes, believe it or not, I bullied people if I was big enough from time to time in the fifth grade, whatever. But we never, as a group, kicked somebody on the ground. This is horror show stuff. I've never seen it before. I mean, I've never seen it with my own eyes. Now I see it on video all the time. The kicking. Who does that? Is this, a, is this because of uh, mixed martial arts? Seriously. Mixed martial arts and the cage fighting. Is this why anything goes now? I'm not a big, I'm sorry guys. I'm not a big mixed martial arts person. I, I don't, I, it's not my thing. I don't like it. I don't, I don't get it. And it, it, go knock yourselves out. I mean, literally, but I am not, that's, that's, that's not my world. And hats off to people like Dana White who made all that stuff happens. Although I don't know the difference between mixed martial arts and UFC. Sorry. Um, but Dana White is UFC. Whatever. Um, these guys are getting beaten up. Now, one of them seems to hit a girl first. Did you see that? He's They're all walking away, and one of the girls, they're insulting him, and he comes running back in, which is unnecessary. <laughs> I would walk away. And does he hit a girl? I don't know, but they go crazy on this dude, beating him and kicking him. And then there's another guy somehow in the mix, and they're both on the ground. And then the one guy who's getting – there are two guys getting beaten up, and then one – after they stop beating him up, he hits the guy he's on the ground with. He punches him right in the head. Now, the only thing that I like in this video is that two people start to break up the fight. Two older people. Uh, one looks like she's Hispanic. The other one looks like he's black. And they're like maybe 40, 45 years old. And they start breaking, the, the, protecting these guys on the ground. I have no idea what the race is of the people on the ground. I can't tell. And why do I even bring it up? Well, everything seems to be about race now. Right. I mean, everything is every. Is there a racial component? Is there an anti-military? Comp- I don't know. And uh, now they're doing segments on the news on it. I don't know that maybe the media is trying to make something out of this that that there isn't. I mean, there have been rumbles, right? We used to call them rumbles. Rosalind Carter has dementia. I would have been surprised if she didn't have dementia at this point. I'm sorry. I mean, Jimmy Carter, we had a. He's alive, and that's great. I want everybody to live to be 120, and I want them to be fully functioning until they the day they die, and I want them to die peacefully in their sleep. But uh, Jimmy Carter is still alive, and he was in a hospice. Remember, he had all those eulogies, all those obituary pieces. And um, 
well, premature, premature. And the news now is, and that's awful news, families when they go through that. But, boy, these people have had amazing lives. Uh, pretty amazing. New York Times, Chris Christie likely to enter race soon. I mentioned that earlier. Chris Christie is running for president. Um, all right, let's get that Bridgegate stuff ready to go. Let's get Bridget Kelly on the phone. Let's get, uh, who else can, what else can we do? I guess we gotta use the, we gotta use the beach photo. There are so many great memes. Remember when he shut down the beach? Remember how when he yelled at everybody, he was so indignant? Hey, enough with your tan. Get off the beach. And there he is sitting in those stupid shorts on the beach. I'm the governor. You know, he talked about being the governor like he was the king. I'm the emperor. You're the governor. You're a servant. These people, it goes to their heads. It's crazy. I saw you, I showed you on the show, Paul Ryan, the speaker, the former speaker of the house. You know, two weeks ago, they had his portrait unveiled because he's the 45th speaker of the United States. And I guess you get a painting for that. Can you imagine anybody in the private sector being called back by their employer three years after you left the job and they unveil a painting of you? No, would never, ever have it. But really what makes matters totally absurd, it's the third portrait. Portrait Paul, we'll start calling him, because he had a a portrait unveiling in 2018 for the House Ways and Means Committee chairmanship, and then he was on the Oversight Committee, and you get a portrait for that as well. I mean, oh. These people worship themselves. And then they have these offices that like, would make, what's her name, uh, the Queen of England a little bit uh, jealous. It, I, I showed you Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell here. Well, this is where I conduct my affairs for concerning Kentucky. However, all Senate business is done in the Rayburn. And they have so much stuff, so many perks. And I saw somebody, and I can't name names because it's too close to home and I don't want to. But I saw somebody that you have never heard of happens to be a member of Congress. And by some fluke, they get federal security wherever they go. This guy had 17 dudes with him. 17. I didn't know which one. Who who, who are you protect? Which one of you is the protectee? Which one? <laughs> they love they fall in love with that stuff. Now, Chris Christie, ooh, MSNBC is very, very excited because Chris Christie has been aggressive in debates. Chris Christie could change the dynamics of the race. How long do you think it'll be? Um, well, how does it change the dynamics of the race? He got 0% to 1%. He's a blue, he's from a blue state. Nobody in New Jersey likes him anymore. Uh, MAGA wants nothing to do with him. You know, this is another example. They're scheming against the people to throw this election to the person they like. They're scheming against us, Sandra. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm very glad to listen to you. Um, I wanted to say that um, I signed up for the Epic Times this morning, you know, because you were talking about new ways to read things. So I signed up, and what did I see? I hope it's true that Trump is going to have another town hall with Hannity on June 1st. So that would be good for him. And um, I wanted to say that I did something a little different from, from Memorial Day weekend. I took my family to Philadelphia, and on the way there, I bought these cards, um, History of the United States, and, and I took out a few of the flashcards, and it opened up such fabulous discussions. And before you knew it, we were there in Philadelphia, and it was just a very wonderful day, and it was all about our country, and that's why I did that. You got a flashcard handy? You got a flashcard? I want it. What does it say on the flashcard? Yes. yes. Read okay. one to me. What, what happens? Uh, okay. Okay. 
One, anti-federalist. Well, what does that mean? What do you think? Then on the back it says, right here I have it, anti-federalist. Anti-federalists rose up as the opponents of the Constitution during the period of ratification. They opposed the Constitution's powerful centralized government, arguing that the Constitution gave the federal government too much political, economic, and military control. They instead advocated a decentralized government structure that granted most power to the states. Yeah, well, we, and that, that's it. No, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's a nice, good summary, anti-federalist, and they had that compromise. The Articles of Confederation just didn't cut it. We needed something more, and they came together, those massive brainiacs. We were so lucky they were where they were, when they were. Thank you, Sandra. Good stuff. I got to get that. Where'd you get that? I, I got it in the dollar store. In where? In the dollar store, believe it or not. And you know, you know that U.S. presidents that you showed on your TV show one time? All well, the presidents, I you had them? All, I, all I the, wait, 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 wait. All the presidents I've showed on my TV show that time. What, what, which one, what? Okay. You, you had, you showed a poster. I was laughing. You showed a poster on your show one night. The U.S. presidents learning, memorizing. And that's what you used. You showed that. And I'm laughing to myself. I memorized all 45 presidents using that exact poster. I have it right here in my kitchen, and I look at it every day, and I know all of them. Oh, yeah? What's number nine? What's number nine? Number nine would be... Don't look at the poster. William Henry Harrison. Uh, Really? Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you very much, Sandra. Thank you. Uh, Let me see. Nine, Harrison, B. I thought it was Hayes. Ten toes is Tyler. I know Tyler is ten. Is t- oh, she's gone. Uh, Sandra is ten. Tyler. Ten is John Tyler. Damn. Yes. yes. All right. Still got it. Still got it. Thank you. Um, and twenty-two. Ooh, twenty-two House members are threatening to vote against the debt ceiling deal. Twenty-two GOP hardliners are threatening to vote, including I think this guy Ralph Norman. What does that mean? Look, I don't want these, I don't want these IRS agents any more than the next guy. Obviously, we have more time. Uh, Janet Yellen, the Secretary of Treasury, right, extended this thing till June 5th. So there's more time. There's more wiggle room. We can get some stuff out of them. I think we should get those federal agents uh, for the IRS knocked down considerably, don't you guys? Uh, I think that this has come a little bit too easy, too easy for the Democrats. You know, we have the House of Representatives. That means something, right? And Kevin, I don't think Kevin really got his hair mussed up very much here. I don't know if he really broke a sweat on this one, did he? I don't know. I don't know. I got to listen to, you know who I'm going to listen to for more? Levin! Mark Levin tonight. Wow. Such an honor. That guy is amazing. Um, all right. Hey, can I just listen to Eric Adams? He had some very interesting words on Memorial Day. Did he hit it or did he miss it? Cut 11. On Memorial Day, we remember. We remember the sacrifices of our men and women in uniform. We remember the brave souls who have given their lives for our country. We remember the loved ones they left behind. This weekend, we honor those sacrifices. This weekend, we enjoy the freedom for which our men and women in uniform fought. But as we spend time with friends and family, we must also take time to think of them and thank them for all they endured to protect our freedom. Have a peaceful and happy Memorial Day. All right. 
Can't argue with that, right? And a lot of people will hear that and think, ooh, wow, maybe he's not such a bad mayor after all. After all, he said something not offensive on Memorial Day. He said something appropriate on Memorial Day. That's not why we have a mayor, all right? Eight million people. And the budget of this town is like, what, $100 billion. And that guy's in charge? No. He's a... He's a an immature narcissist. And I noticed the music and the video. That's a, that, what is that? That's a campaign commercial. That's about Eric. That's about him. And he fooled the New York Post once again because he, uh, what do they do? He badmouthed socialism and communism. Imagine that. Wow. Wow. What a profile and courage. Well, in today's Democrat Party, Greg, that's a very bold statement. Shut up. You guys have been, and you know what it looks like to me? We're going in the direction where this guy, you're making it easy for him to get reelected. Easy. You know, he owns the machinery as the incumbent. Owns it. Owns it. Unless, of course, I get in. And if I get angry enough, I just might. All right, give me a moment, please. Thank you. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, more than any candidate out there uh, for president or almost any other office e- even, uh, Trump is talking about policy and substance. Every time you turn around, he's putting out another uh, truth social. And these are, you know, these aren't just these uh, th- people think of them, oh, it's just outrageous. No, it's not. It makes perfect sense. And these are ideas that uh, he's introducing, and they should be debated. And uh, I'm liking the ideas, though, by the way. Let's hear this one. Joe Biden has launched an illegal foreign invasion of our country, allowing a record number of illegal aliens to storm across our borders. From all over the world, they came. Under Biden's current policies, even though these millions of illegal border crossers have entered the country unlawfully, All of their future children will become automatic U.S. citizens. Can you imagine? They'll be eligible for welfare, taxpayer-funded health care, the right to vote, chain migration, and countless other government benefits, many of which will also profit the illegal alien parents. This policy is a reward for breaking the laws of the United States and is obviously a magnet helping draw the flood of illegals across our borders. They come by the millions and millions and millions. They come from mental institutions. They come from jails, prisoners, some of the toughest, meanest people you'll ever see. The United States is among the only countries in the world that says that even if neither parent is a citizen nor even lawfully in the country, their future children are automatic citizens the moment the parents trespass onto our soil. As has been laid out by many scholars, this current policy is based on a historical myth and a willful misinterpretation of the law by the open borders advocates. Uh, There aren't that many of them around. It's amazing. Who wants this? Who wants to have prisoners coming into our country? Who wants to have people 
were very sick coming into our country. People. Good stuff. Good stuff. Who can? We are. How many countries do that? Oh, by the way, if you get in, you give birth. That's it. If uh, my parents were on vacation in Iceland and I was born, would I have been a citizen of Iceland? It doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to work that way. All right, I got to do this really quick. Thank you all for calling. Thank you for waiting, Kathleen in Jersey City. Kathleen, Great. yeah, hi. Go ahead. Okay, thanks for answering. I was just uh, I went to a beautiful memorial yesterday, and at the end they sang "God Bless America." And then I think now we're going to spend a whole month celebrating the uh, the uh, LGBTQ, whatever, QA plus one. And that meaning to me is liberty and bravery, tireless, gallant, quality, audacious, plus one, USA of America. And you know what that flag looks like? It's red and white stripes with a blue patch and 50 stars. Thank you for hearing me. First of all, Kathleen, are you still there? Yes. It's LGBTQIA plus lesbian. Bi- I'm only oh, kidding. I'm just giving you. I, oh, okay. I'm totally. I'm totally. I, I, I am totally with you. And I was so moved yesterday. I'm glad you were too. Memorial Day was special. And yeah, LGBTQ plus IA month, month, month. It's hideous. It's hideous. And it's hideous. I, by the way, it would be hideous if we were, uh, uh, you know, celebrating the, uh, the He-Man Woman Haters Club or whatever the hell, it, you know, they're like walking around. I'm a straight guy. Get out of the way. You know, who cares? We don't anymore. No one's shocked by being gay. I think that guy's gay right over there. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Stop trying to put it on the kids. It It's not a thing anymore. Why are you making it a thing? You've got a sinister agenda, oh, by the way. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Kathleen, thank you. Uh Let's see here. Let me see. Uh Let's do Jack real quick. Hi, Jack. Hey, Greg, uh, thank you so much for everything you do. You do a great job every day. It's a can't-miss program. And by the way, I love when you say Ewick. It cracks me up. Please do it more often. Right. Look, I, I, you inspired me to go to the school board meeting in Floral Park, Long Island, after I received a, a, an email, brightly colored, reminding us, and I'm reading it now, in celebration of Pride Month, to chalk it up Pride, pride style, <clears throat> in which youngsters the elementary school uh, pre-K to six are encouraged to bring their chalk and write prideful messages, messages of love and pride. This is a public school. This is a public school in Floral Park next to Garden City. Yeah, I went to the school board meeting. I sat there for three hours waiting to speak. And when I speak, uh, when I spoke, they looked at me as if they were Stepford wives. They they stared at me and smiled and nodded, and and nothing ever happened. It, it, it's an atrocity what they're doing, and it's all because of this diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. Hey, listen, Jack, Jack, I got to go to Barbara, but do me a favor, Jack. Don't give up, all right? Don't make it a one-time thing. I love that you did it. Keep doing it, keep writing, everything. There's a million things we can do to fight this that we have to. We must for the kids, for our country. And Barbara, Barbara, I'm sorry I'm I'm, I'm late, but uh, how are you? Hi, Greg. I'm, I'm fine. And hearing Trump's message just is so encouraging and so true, because what he's pointing out is the failure of the federal government to protect the states against invasion, as they are obliged to do under the Guarantee Clause of Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which says that they must protect each state against invasion. I know, and I've cited that on the show. It's in the Constitution. I think it's, is that, that's impeachable, isn't it, that he's not doing that? 
I would think so. All right, Barbara, thank you all. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax show. Thank you. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.